everyone. Welcome to another episode of Adding Chrome to Your Community. I'm your host, Leah Biscardi, and today we have another wonderful um, interview with a small business owner. Today we have Nikki, so I'm going to have Nikki introduce herself to you so you know what her field of expertise is. Today's episode is sponsored by Coffee Over Cardio. Are you a coffee drinker that wants a little bit more out of their coffee? Well, Abby Scott has your back. She is the founder and owner of Coffee Over Cardio, which is more than just a coffee company. Check out her products on coffeeovercardio.com or on Instagram and type in 10 SPUS photo for 10% off your first order. Back to the show. Hey everyone, I'm really excited to be here. Um, so I'm Nikki. I'm based in the UK, if you can't tell from my accent. Um, and I'm a copywriter and brand voice strategist. So I work with um, mostly solopreneurs and other service providers that really want to nail their brand voice and just put their true personality out there. Maybe they're struggling to find, you know, what they want to show up as. Um, so I try and like help build their confidence and get it, get it so that they can speak to their ideal audience and connect with their customers. Well, and that's where it brings us to, and I didn't learn this word until like a year ago when I went full time. So what is copywriting? What is copywriting? I absolutely love this question because you're right. I'm sure like 50% of the world still thinks copywriting is something to do with the law. Um, even my <laughs> mom has no idea what the heck I do. Um, <laughs> but copywriting in its essence is writing um, words that are used in sales and marketing. So anything in your business that's customer facing can be considered copy, um, whether it's you know your website or it's an email newsletter, even advertising advertisements that you're using um but yeah there's so much to it like I didn't really start getting into it properly until over a year ago and like it's just overwhelming the amount of steps that you can take um and directions you can take within copywriting as well well it's like when you think of brand voice you want to make sure you consistently use the same words that fit your brand and it's amazing to me like as soon as I learned what copywriting was, I'm like, oh my God, did I just send out that email and it doesn't sound like me? It sounds like a robot. Oh my God, I got to go check. So it's like people like you help us make sure that we're constantly on point. And it's amazing to me that people read into that. Like you wouldn't think a customer would read into that, but they do because when I get emails, like I'm signed up for like 150 different subs subscriptions. <laughs> I read the email and I'm like, oh, this sounds so salesy. And then you read another email of someone who actually had a copywriter. It's like, it's salesy, but it's not like direct salesy. So it makes that connection. So my biggest thing is why do you think copywriting is important and brand voice? So like tie those two things in together. Why do you think both of them are important for small business owners to have? Well, copywriting, I guess, is important because, you know, your words are out there everywhere. Like before you even have a proper conversation with your customer, they're more than likely going to see some of the marketing that you're producing. Um, and more often not, that's going to have words tied to it. Even, even, you know, like a TV ad or a radio ad, a copywriter is behind that. They're writing that script so that it's doing its job and connecting with the audience and like trying to drive them to do something to either look into your brand more or to sign up for your newsletter or to buy from you so 
um, there's a thought process that goes behind that. You know, you're not hiring a copywriter to just pick nice words. There's strategy behind it. And of course you want it to sound nice, but there's, you know, it has to kind of fit with your brand. It has to fit with the product. And ultimately it has to really speak directly to the person that's reading it. Otherwise they're not going to see that connection. They're not going to see themselves in that product and in that, um, in that writing. And they're ultimately not going to buy from you. So it really pays to make a little investment in it. I think, um, yeah, it's everywhere. Your words are everywhere. And um, it's the main thing that people see when it comes to your business. So I kind of attribute to like writing a script for a movie or a TV show that if you don't have consistency to it, it doesn't make sense. Is that a valid comparison? Yeah, absolutely. Like consistency. I'm really glad you said that because it's one of the most important things. Um, and I think a lot of people when they're first starting don't even consider their brand voice. They just, you know, they're like, I've got this product. I want to get it out there. Um, but consistency is actually like, it's a human, it's a trigger for people to buy things. Um, humans are really intuitive. And when they, whether they know it or not, you know, if they're reading something and they associate something with a brand, they can sense if something's off. So they can sense if your brand voice isn't quite matching up in one email to another email, they're tuned into it. Um, and so, yeah, like sometimes they can think like, oh my God, what's wrong with that person even? Like it genuinely makes a huge difference. So it definitely pays to like spend a bit of time getting it right rather than just rushing ahead. And it's the same way, like if you sell a product, like we've been talking about, you wanna make sure you get people interested in it before actually launching the product. And that's where that copywriting comes into it. Because if you say, if you're just very salesy in how you word things, you're not drawing that connection. Because for me, like when I do product photography, there is no launching of product photography. That's all I do. But when I'm launching a new service, I want to make sure that it's something that people really, really, really want or need. And so instead of saying, hey, I'm launching a new service tomorrow, I, I set it up. Hey, I have a new announcement coming. An announcement is one of those trigger words like, oh, my God, do I want to like get in tune with this because it might help me. Whereas if I say tomorrow I'm going live. Well, they have no idea what I'm going to be talking about going live. So even those little things that you put on your story or on Instagram or on Facebook or your website really helps either trigger or pushes people away. Am I on the right track? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, you're so right. I think and um, that's one of the most important things is um, you're speaking to other people. Like people don't want to feel like they're being sold to and you know, other humans are, <laughs> they want to build a relationship, people want to connect. Um, and I'm not saying that like people necessarily want to be sold to. Um, and obviously, you don't, you don't want to recognize that you're being sold to. Um, and that's where, you know, the um, question of ethics comes into copywriting. It's like, you're using all these psychological triggers to speak to people to, um, you're really thinking about how you're going to sell to them. Um, but obviously, you know, you believe in your product and you're not selling anything that you don't personally believe in, but also you're selling to someone that ultimately wants to buy the transformation that you're selling them. Um, and that is, oh, that's the main thing that I love about it. It's like, you're not, you're not just selling, you know, you're not selling an alarm clock or whatever it might be that your product is. You're selling the person the opportunity to wake up fresh and like on time and get ready for work and like be show up as a professional. Like there's all these little things that you are selling to them. 
and it speaks to the emotional benefits. It's not, you know, it, yeah, it's not just like a direct aggressive sales thing. Right. And that's what my coach always said. My business coach was you're selling the experience of it. So you want people to feel like they're encased in that. And that's why the wording you use for your launch and how much time you take to launch is really important. At the time of this recording for everyone um, to know, we I haven't launched my podcast yet. And the reason for that is I'm really just trying to get momentum and people interested and really trying to sell the idea that it's important to connect with experienced experts that sounds weird but experienced experts in different fields because if you haven't started your business yet you just started your business you can't afford to hire all these people but there's certain things that you're like I'm really terrible at writing an email I may need to hire a copywriter or I'm really terrible at using social media. I need someone to set it up and teach me how to use it. It's those simple things that save time, months, years of sitting there waiting for clients to come to you. And so that kind of leads me into my next question is, who do you recommend? Well, you probably recommend everyone to have a copywriter, but is there a specific, um, who is your ideal client? Um, I mean, as you say, yeah, like, obviously, I'm semi-biased and I think everyone should hire a copywriter. Um, but, you know, like, even other copywriters should hire each other. It's it's one of those things. That, I mean, if you've ever felt the pain of trying to write your own website or, like, doing your own marketing, and it, it's just, it can be painful. And you're so close to your own product and your own business that sometimes it's really hard to see that magic angle that is going to really connect with the audience. Um where a copywriter will come in and do loads of research. They'll really like get into the nitty gritty of what your audience wants, like who they are, like what, what problems they have. Um, so I think it's always something that's worth exploring. I mean, obviously when you first start a business, as you say, like you're probably not gonna have the funds to want to hire someone. Um, but as soon as your business and sales start ramping up, I'd say probably in like your second or third year of business, um, when you start getting that momentum going, that's when it's probably a worthy time to invest because um, you want to be focusing on the stuff that is in your zone of genius. Like, you know, if you're a photographer, then you're going to want to focus on serving those clients and like making sure you're doing the best job that you can. You're not going to be able to give your full energy to those clients if you're focusing on stuff that, you know, you're procrastinating over and you're thinking, I don't know where the hell to start. Um, that's just, it's just not a good business choice because time is limited. You only have so many hours in a day. Um, so yeah, when you're starting to get busy and you have things that you want to launch, you're making enough money in your business where you can invest in it, totally go for it. Like no matter what it is you're selling, even if you think you're a good writer, there's always other things to do in a business. Um, I think it's just worth it. Yeah. It's that leveling up. So you get that, that stalling part where you're like, I'm making sales, I'm being consistent, but how do I get just a little bit more? And that's where you start investing in yourself and your business. And a lot of people go the route of just hiring a business coach to help with their mental. And then some people hire, like I said, social media managers to help manage because everyone knows social media is time consuming. And then you mm -hmm. get to the point where, like I said, I didn't know what a copywriter was for the last like year. So then I was like, when I was introduced to all of this, I was like, oh my God, that might solve my problem. And then I got better at it. And I'm like, now I'm like, oh, I might have to, I might have to touch base with Nikki soon because I'm struggling a little bit on my own copy. So 
the hard part is just managing all of your different because your voice is probably different um you have a brand voice which is consistent over all the platforms but each uh audience may be different so my email marketing audience may be different than my website traffic and my website traffic may be different than my instagram and then my instagram is different from my facebook so you need to talk differently and i'm not i'm not good at that i'm just really good at taking pictures, being behind a camera and posting them and hoping people like the pictures. So it really does make sense that you want to level up. And the hardest thing for me is to learn that research part. And for you, there, like for anyone that doesn't know, when I email Nikki, there's a response that says, I'm, I'm researching, I'm doing my stuff. So I may not get your email right away because you are engrossed in what you're doing. You're putting your all in your clients. So now I wanna help you get clients. So what services do you offer specifically that if people listening to this podcast really wanna level up, what things do you offer? Um, well, I specialize in writing website copy because that's what I love doing. And because most of my um, most of my clients are, as I said, solopreneurs and service providers. So they're generally busy people trying to do it all and just realizing that they don't have enough time. Um, and so what I've set up is three VIP intensive offers um, where I focus on a really fast turnaround time Um just so that people can get those big tasks off their list as soon as possible. And like writing website copy is often one of those things that people leave to the last minute because they're like, oh yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Oh yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. And then they're like, oh damn, I've set up all my social media and everything's ready to go for this new product that I'm launching. And my website sounds like a different person or you know, none of the rest of it lines up. So um, yeah, I do a quick turnaround on two or three pages of website copy. Um, which will be done in like three days um, after I get a lot of information from the client. Um, and then also brand voice guides as well for people that don't have a consistent voice already and they really want to nail that and like figure out their unique personality and what they want to put out there. And we didn't really, we touched a little bit on brand voice and we, we didn't really dive into what brand voice is. So if someone's trying to find their brand voice, what things do you ask them to figure out it, what, what way they're going to go with their brand voice. Yeah, there's quite a lot to think about. Um, and it really depends on the type of business it is. Um, the three main things that I start with are, well, the audience, I think I've mentioned like a lot today because that is honestly the most important of all of them. Like you really need to know what makes them tick. Um, and you really need to know what they're going to connect with. Like, are they going to find things like swearing or your use of slang a bit polarizing, you know? Because um, I'm a big swearer. I have to really try and turn it down. Um, <laughs> and so I put a bit of that on my website so that people know, people that come to me like know, okay, she's probably going to drop a couple of F-bombs, but, you know, I'm okay with that. And then it gets rid of the people that I don't necessarily want to work with. Um, I also think about the product and brand, like what's appropriate for what you're selling. Um, because you're probably not going to be using like jokey language if you're selling funeral products, for example. Um, <laughs> but you could have a lot of fun with like a toilet roll company or something random like that, you know, something a little bit dull that people might need spicing up. Um, and then I also ask a lot about the competition because you want to be making sure that you're standing out. If you're not doing anything that's unique um, and that includes with your voice, then why would people buy from you specifically and not go to a competitor? So there's those elements. And then also a lot about um, if it's a personal brand and the founder is heavily involved, I like to really incorporate their natural voice, what makes them unique, um, 
you know, just little pop culture references that they might speak to a lot, um, little slang things um, that they might say, or little little idiosyncrasies. Um, and I try and get them into the page so that it feels natural to them as well when they go to write. Yeah, so engraving their personality in the brand because it is a personal brand. That may, that does really make sense. Like me, everyone looks at me and says, I look 12 and I'm 28. So that that's something that I can take to heart or I can play on. Okay, I look 12, then I'm going to be fun. I'm going to be the kid version. I'm helping people. I'm going to have fun with it. But like you said, if I'm in a serious serious field like funerals or anything to do with that you don't want to be joking so you want to make sure you keep your brand voice a little bit off from that joking because the last thing you want to do is make a joke at a funeral about death um so <laughs> that would be bad bad um but and the key to this is the audience that's listening to this right now are startup people so they haven't gone to that point where they may want to level up, but you could also have pro probably potential clients that want to start a website, even though they're in the front, I guess, six months of their business, they want to start a website. That brand voice, not copywriting on the website can help trigger sales. I use that word trigger again, but trigger sales to whether or not they're going to survive their first year of business. So uh, going back to you, how did you get started in this? So I want to just go back to you. How did you, because this is not a field. You just wake up one morning. You're like, I want to do this as my career. No, you're so right. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I didn't even know I was doing copywriting, but I was doing it in my previous job. Um, and it's, yeah, one of those funny things that like, yeah, if you'd have asked me two years ago, I didn't know what copywriting was. Um, but I, so previously I worked in um, a luxury travel company um, and I was a product manager. So I picked the hotels that we sold and I would have to write up the copy of those for the website. Um, so I was doing a lot of it then anyway. Um, and then when the pandemic hit, like my company just got rid of a lot of staff and I was sadly one of those people. Um, and I'd always wanted to run my own business. So it's like, okay, now is the time. Um, and I realized that I love writing. Um, and then when I, stumbled upon this idea of copywriting which I'd heard of but I didn't know what it was I was like oh my god I've been doing this um, and I dug a little deeper and I realized like the psychological element that was involved in it and like understanding human behavior and that's something that's always fascinated me um so yeah I just got started I tried to, I put it out there on LinkedIn I was like hey I'm starting doing this if anyone has any work that they need doing send it my way um and I immediately got referrals from my network because I guess I've been doing it a long time anyway. And a lot of people recognized that in me that I was like quite good at it. Um, so that was really cool. So yeah, I've spent the last year, year and a half um, trying different things, figuring out what I love within the copywriting space and working on different projects with very different people. And yeah, it's been a great journey. Yeah, and that it's amazing how like things happen in the right reason because a lot of people started new businesses during the pandemic and quarantine because there was nothing else to do like you either could get a minimum wage job and work at a grocery store or you can start your own business and like you said you had already been doing that so it's great that you like took that opportunity like I'm already been doing it might as well start my own business and I'm glad to see that referrals came to you in your network and that's what I talk about the community part that you have to start with your community so that's why we're connecting my audience with you because they might not know you yet, but they may hear this and be like, 
oh, she sounds like someone up my alley. I might need to contact her. And that's just connections. Cause it's not like we've known each other very long. Like, I feel like we've been friends forever, but we haven't, we literally just met. So um, it's important that people understand who you are. And that's why I'm interviewing you on this podcast and chatting with you. So people get to know who you are. And like you said, your ideal client has to be okay with this, this, and this. So if someone checks all those boxes, then they may want to work with you and help build your business because you're still in those stages that you need support. And I'm glad that I get to support you because I'm getting to that point where I may need a copywriter. So I will definitely reach out to you um, once that stage has hit. So um, before we close out this episode, would you like to say anything else to the audience or leave any tips for people to think about? Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, oh God, I mean, where to start on the tips, but I think just like, don't let it overwhelm you. I mean, I know I make a lot of points about how important it is to get it right, but at the end of the day, if you're putting your genuine self out there, like there's always going to be people that are going to want to connect with you because as I said, like humans love connecting with humans that they, maybe people that are similar to them or people that are kind of how they aspire to be. So you're going to inspire someone, you're going to inspire some interest, just, you know, don't give up on that and don't, don't feel like overwhelmed by how much work you have to put in, into your coffee, like just get it out there, done is better than perfect. So don't let it stop you from starting a business because if you dwell on all those little parts that you've got to get right to run a business, you're never going to end up running business because we all know that it takes a lot of time and effort just to run a minimal business and then you have to put more effort into it. So I do appreciate you being on here today and introducing my audience to you because I'm excited and I did not realize that you lived in Europe until you started talking today. So that's cool. Um, But it's nice to know that I can connect worlds together. So um, if you're listening, as always, um, please reach out to all of our podcast guests. Even if you just want to say hi, welcome to the family or anything, make sure you reach out. Yeah, always happy to connect with new business owners. Thank you everyone for supporting another episode of Adding Chrome to your community. Again, my name is Leah Biscardi and I'm your host. As always, you can catch this podcast on any featured podcast site such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or you can head directly to our link on Anchor FM. If you'd like to keep up with the latest episodes and what's coming out, please check us out on Instagram at a community podcast and join our discord community so you can ask questions and actually give us insights to who you want as a future guest. Thanks again and appreciate your community.